Welcome back to this episode of the Your Daily Pass podcast. You're here with your co-hosts, Fiona Daly and Courtney Passfield. We are bringing back another beautiful, raw and authentic, unedited conversation for you guys to listen to. So enjoy. Hey guys, it's Jackie, today's guest, and I'm really excited for you guys to listen to this conversation. We're talking about boundaries. We're talking about self-respect. We're talking about core values. We're talking about personality types. We are making fun of each other, and we are talking about our multiple, but also none of our personalities. So thanks for tuning in. All right. <laughs> I mean, we've just had a wicked yarn before oh, we even I know. We here. were like, oh, we better press record and actually start doing what we're here to do because we were just having a... We're like having said, a rip of time. <laughs> We are learning about personalities. Exactly. We're learning um, how many personalities Fiona has. And we're learning how Courtney has none. <laughs> Just none. Like she's like on a level of one to ten, she's a zero. zero. <laughs> she's not even on the you're not even on the scale. You're not even on the you're scale. You're rude mate. to me, hey. Do you feel how are you feeling about that? Does that I feel mean, upsetting look, or I'm, not, I'm, when you're when you've got no personality it's empty anyway. So exactly. Whatever. I don't feel anything. You know what? Jackie's gonna come and come in and she'll defend me soon. But Fiona Jackie's probably not gonna defend you. She's gonna be like, I see it. It's there. <laughs> We've had a ripper yard before. Yes. This is why we're giggling and it's hilarious. But it's time to be professional mm. now. <clears throat> we are welcoming a personality expert. Yes. To the I was gonna say to the floor. There's no floor, mm. it's just a podcast. Um, Jackie Caban, thank you so much for joining us. Yes. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm sorry to hear about all of your personality issues, guys. <laughs> Exactly. Well, you know what? You're totally here to like debunk all of them and show Fiona that Is I actually this do your have most to- common joke. Like, does everybody joke this to you? Uh, everybody. And it's always um, a whole heap of like, fix me, fix him. It's mostly fix him. <laughs> yeah. Can you fix this? I see that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or, oh, I have borderline personality disorder. I'm like, all right, get it together, guys. <laughs> get it together. <laughs> I like that you like, still no. find it funny. Yes. Even after all the times that you've heard it. Yeah. See, yeah, I mean, it's I I heard this this thing about how people get really offended at like how other people joke about their own profession. And now I get it. Like I I have friends who are medical examiners and they joke about their profession. And I'm like, how can you do that? And then I joke about my profession, (laughs) which has to do with like cutting people open in a very different way. And I'm like, I get it. Yeah, Yeah, I got you. I got you. I totally understand. (laughs) So, Jackie, I mean, I feel like we know you so well already because we've literally just laughed at each other (laughs) for the last 10 minutes. (laughs) But Jackie, let's get our listeners involved. Let's get them knowing exactly who you are. Tell us about your story. Okay, so... When I was a young lad, no, just kidding. Um, <laughs> truthfully, I, I was am a, a <laughs> sorry. Um, when I was little, anyway, God, <laughs> is a wicked. I accent. totally blanked. I'm like, what am I going to say? Okay, I am a personality expert. I'm an Enneagram expert. I'm a life coach. I'm a neurolinguistic practitioner, which is so funny because I am the dumbest person I know. But um, I started doing all of these things because I was incredibly, I mean, it all starts everything and your whole career starts from your trauma, but whatever. Um, I was working in a, a job for a nonprofit. I was doing like eight roles for the price of half of one. I was, I was literally netting $325 a week and I live next to New York city. So that was rough. Mm. Um, And uh, I burnt out. I burnt out really, really fast. And as much as I wanted to blame all of those things around me and the job, I did not understand the concept of boundaries. And it's because I didn't know myself. And went on this really, really long journey, developed a bunch of of 
tools. And I was like, I, I couldn't live without this. And I don't think anyone else should. And that's why I do what I do. And uh, I laugh because life is hard. So mm. that's what I do. And the oh, only way to that. get out of it is to sometimes laugh about it too. So, mm-hmm. you know, we talk about boundaries and I feel like this is a topic that kind of gets skimmed over really quickly. So I do want to deep dive into that a little bit more with you because you're right. There are so many things that we try to blame and it is easier to blame so many other sources and outside sources. But at the end of the day, if we're not setting boundaries. You got nothing. Mm. I mean, communicate or tolerate. That's what it is. You either communicate what's going on or like what you want or like what you don't want, especially what you don't want. Um, or you tolerate what's happening in front of you. You have, you have options, right? And I think it's one of those things where if we're not like encouraged to start boundaries um, at a young age or our no is quickly trampled on by emotionally immature adults around us. Um, I didn't know the concept of boundaries existed until I was 21. Wow. When someone, cause someone said to me, this is just a boundary that I have. And I said, what's that? Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It was. So uh, now everyone's like, you're really aggressive. And I was like, no, I'm an aggressive boundary setter. Like I, I only get one me. Everyone's like, you only get one this. You only get one. I'm like, I get one me too. So mm. not wasting that one. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. And I feel as though as I a only society, get one me. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I only get one me. Mm. Let that one wash over you. Mm, that is a good one. Yeah. I feel as though it's one of those things too to set a boundary that people feel like they need a reason. It's like, no, I can't do that because. Whereas it should totally be completely acceptable to be like, yeah, sorry, I'm not. Oh yeah. I, it's, it's funny because I have, and I have a post scheduled for later this week. So I don't know when you guys are going live with this, but um, essentially it's this idea of, of, I had a, I had a friend who my no was never good enough because of their anxiety. And so in a sense, I respect like that their internal systems were not letting them jive with my confidence. But like, if, if, if no didn't, could not be convinced otherwise, if my no, um, if I didn't give an explanation or if the explanation wasn't adequate to them, or if they could find a solution to my no, like there was no good enough reason to say no to them. Um, and I'm obviously not friends with them anymore because they were never my friend. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, there, there are some situations where genuinely, like I say no, and it's not a boundary and I'm like, Oh, I can't make it because I have this. Um, but if you need anyone's permission, take it. Um, you are allowed to set a boundary without giving a reason. Like if you can't make it, the answer is I can't make it. I mean, I think, I think the rule of thumb is everything in life, except the things like the dentist and the taxes and all that stuff. Um, you're supposed to enjoy it. So if you go, if you even slip into like, I'm tolerating this now, figure out where the boundary needs to go. Yes. Figure it out. Mm. Oh, that is good. I like that. You, you said before, um, communicate or tolerate, and that's I've something I've never heard before, and that is a brilliant way to do it. Like, And it's such an easy thing for you to remember that when you are struggling, you go, wait, communicate or tolerate, where do I want to go with this right now? And, you know, it brings that power back to you, doesn't it, when you when you have something that you can just literally say to yourself, communicate or tolerate, no, this I don't stand Do for I this. Do even or, communicate this? Exactly, exactly. Because nine times out of ten, that's where your issue's at. Yeah. Yeah, that one's yeah, great. Yeah, we often think that people like it's so ob- like our pain and our suffering is so loud that it's very obvious to other people and it's really not. And so there's, you know, there's 
setting the boundary, which is communicating or tolerating, right? And then there's keeping the boundary, which is if you put a boundary up and someone refuses to change and you refuse to hold them accountable, or like if you didn't put a boundary up and they refuse to change because you just simply ask them to, um, and you refuse to put up a boundary because you think it's going to drive them away, you also refuse to change. Like what you, like I, I wrote this, there's a book called Boundaries and I read it, I mean, maybe 10 years ago. Um, and I got, I don't remember the book. I remember one line from the book and it was what you allow you create. And for like the next three years, I kept like, like a sociopath, I would ask myself in every instance, whenever anything happened to me or at me or around me, I would, I would ask myself, like, am I okay creating this? Is this the, is this the world I'm creating? And if the answer was no, I wouldn't allow it. So like, that is so good. I've lost people in my life because my only response to what they're saying is I won't be spoken to that way. And that's it. Like, all right, I'm not, well, I'm not allowing this. I'm not creating this. It's not my, this is not, this is my circus and I don't like these monkeys. Like, I think that's okay. Yeah, that's okay. That is mint. Courtney's got nothing Yeah, that is rad. You've called me mint a bunch of times. I know know what that means. Oh, Oh, that's that's like like a... It's like, that's so good. Yes, yes, that's amazing. Like, that is mint. Like, that's amazing. You, yeah. you said okay, two cool. things oh, now. Yeah. I'm getting this on a t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I am mint. The pain and suffering is so loud. So take me back to that because you just, Fiona, you wrote it down as well. Yeah. You said something about um, the pain and suffering is so loud. Like we believe that our pain and suffering is so loud. That, that is every, obvious to others. That is yeah. obvious for others. But that is so true. We forget so quickly that our massive pain and suffering just it's not obvious. No. People got their own shit on. Yeah. I mean, how often and then how often do we hide behind like, oh, I've just got a lot going on. I've just got a million things going at once. Bitch, everybody does. Like we mm. we all do. So like we got to start being honest with people. Like there are times like I, I had a friend recently and I love her to death. She's my, been my best friend for the last decade. And she recently was really honest and I love her for that. But really honest about the fact that like I don't make or have a lot of time for her. Um these days. And so I would rather answer consistently than constantly. And, um, I was very, very honest. And I was like, I'm not going to tell you, I have a lot going on. I'll tell you what's really happening here because I love you. And like, I value you so much. So here, here it is. I work in tech. I have a business. I have a family. I'm planning a wedding. I'm helping my sister with her wedding. I'm like, I, I don't even have time for me right now. So what I can give you is consistency. This is what I can give you. Here Mm -hmm. it is. Like, yeah, I, I, I don't want to hide. Be- I don't want to hide behind it anymore. Like I don't I I don't want to feel bad for living my life. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly, exactly right. And and, you know, even when you go, you go through and you name so many things like you just did, it's kind of like, oh, OK, cool. Well, yeah, yeah. That's that's why now I understand, and it's not. And I feel like so many times we feel like it's a personal attack on ourselves. You know, like you know, you know, say being your friend, you'd be like, "Oh, have I done something wrong? Has this? Is this?" Like, no, it actually has nothing yeah. to do with you. Like, it just more has everything yeah. to do with what's going on with me. It's so true. Proper boundary setting um, leaves room for for questions. Like, like th- this is this was the biggest takeaway that I had, where I was like. I'm not putting up boundaries. I'm putting up walls. I'm like, why, why do people around me just keep backing away more and more when I'm less available? And I'm like, I'm not, there's something I'm not doing right. And I realized like I was constructing walls and spending so much time instead of putting up boundaries and like letting people ask questions because they are allowed to and being like, here's my boundary. Um, what questions do you have? The first question is like, are you mad at me? And how does it affect me? 
Mm-hmm. Here are the answers to those questions. Like I, 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 I realize we, we all hide behind walls because they're very, very easy where with boundaries, there's a little risk where with walls, you can hide behind anger or frustration and it's fine because an apology fixes it or something. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's very, very interesting to like really bring people in on the journey and to just give them room to ask questions. Like they love you and they, people love you and they want to be in your life. And when you set a boundary properly, right. Cause it really is simply one plus one equals two. Like here's what happened. Here's how it made me feel. And I don't like that feeling. So here's kind of what I need or don't need or want or don't want going forward. Here's how we can do that. I understand it's not the most convenient thing, but this is what I need. It's not reflective of you. Do you have any questions? I love that. Mm. I love that. It's a very adult way of communicating or tolerating. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And and because, you know, like, and that is knowing the difference because as soon as, I don't know if where it comes from, but, you know, and I don't know if males get it as well, but, you know, with females, it's like, oh, yeah, I set my boundaries. It's like, what are you, a ball bag and bitch? Like, what is wrong with you? Like, you just seem mean. Like, do you not help? You know what I mean? Like, you not there for others so then you know you as a feminine state and you as a person or a goddess kind of gets put down because you're not being you know that's not really being motherly or caring or things like that. i've like, never no. met a woman who is in her feminine who allows people to step on her neck yeah never mm. i've never and you know it's funny i i am marrying the love of my life in a year and five months and on the end of our first day, I said, I need to tell you something. And he said, what's that? And I said, I am a bitch. And he was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was like, and he, I mean, I was wearing a low cut top. I don't think he could have really cared much at that point. But I, I was like, I'm a bitch. Like if you say you're going to do something and you don't do it, I'm going to hold you accountable. I'm doing, I'm, I'm giving him all of these things. And I said, and by society standards, that makes me a bitch. And so if that's easier for you to understand, that's fine. But I was like, I operate with integrity and I think my partner should too. So that, and he, and he just looks at me and he goes, if that's what makes you a bitch, I'd right, be a bitch. Like I was yeah. like, Cool. Oh my god, I'm sweating. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna marry this one one day. <laughs> Lock that. Yeah, right. Down. But the, but like it's anything that makes people uncomfortable is aggressive or it's bitchy, and that's yep. and you know what? I get it. We're not taught to to deal with stuff or to at least admit that something is intimidating us or that that triggers another response. Whatever. We're not evolved in that way, and that's fine. But if someone around you says you're a bitch, and you're, if someone was like, "Hey, you're two feet tall and seven hundred pounds," and you knew it wasn't true, you wouldn't believe them, and it wouldn't bother you. So if you know you're not a bitch, and someone says, "Hey, you're a bitch," sorry, 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 you feel that way. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, I love this. I really do love that, and I love the way you just put that analogy. You know what I mean? Like, if you know you're not, you're not. Like, you, yeah, yeah. Who gives a shit? Lady? I think the biggest, the the one of the. I'm sorry, I keep cutting you guys off. I'm just really excited to talk. Um, <laughs> sorry. Um, Years ago, I remember just trying to understand boundaries and looking into like boundaries in business and things like that. And one of the things I forgot what airline it was, but it was a, a bar- an airline based in America. And um, someone had said, I, I don't like this system that you guys have in this area and I won't be flying with you. And they like attached all of these receipts of like the amount of money they had spent with this, with this company over just like the last few years. And it was like a serious amount, but this was like a staple in their, their core value as a company. So they sent them back a bunch of like shirts and cups and like all of this beautiful paraphernalia and, um, 
and a, a letter on letterhead and all it said was we'll miss you mm, i like it and i that was it for me i was like there is nothing worth me losing my core value for so there's nothing i'm going to give it up for and the people around me who love me and are willing to stick with me are very okay with my core value Absolutely. Very okay with it. And, you know, to try to jump into the personality thing, do you find that the people that you do associate with do have a similar sort of core values? No. No, really? But it's knowing my core values and understanding theirs that allows the the coexisting. My business is called Table for Nine Coaching because there are nine main personality types within the Enneagram. And I just thought to myself, how cool would it be if everyone felt so good about themselves and understood themselves so well that they were able to have compassion for others and they could sit around a table with every different type and no one would have to say like, this person just rubs me the wrong way or this thing, right? Like, so no, I don't have people who have this. I have people who have similar core values and I love to flock with them. I also have people who have tremendously different core values to me and they're some of my favorite people to be with. And that's because we are willing to respect each other. That's mm. it. Yes. I love that. You need to go into your, you need Tell to Tell me about personalities. <laughs> we need to do Enneagrams this. and like, is Courtney going to be okay? Cause she has no personality. <laughs> She's a bitch. We know that. Right? We need we know to know. That. I was going to say, I need to know what's going on. Also, you guys remind me of me and my sister oh, very, really? very much. And I yeah. love that. Yes. Um, so basically long story short, for people who are a little bit afraid of large systems, there are nine main personality types. For those who are skeptical of very small systems that span against humanity, there are hundreds and hundreds, possibly thousands of combinations of personality typing, but you start with those nine and it branches out, which is so incredible and so individualized. And it it makes room for the way we pivot in different situations, different seasons of life, different areas. Um, but essentially it's personality typing based in your core motivations. So the things that you are born with and those things that you carry through life. And so as we get older, those core values, those core motivations, those fears, they either go unmanaged or they get managed throughout our lives. And that's why we have people who are like, on the unhealthy side of the spectrum, the healthy side of the spectrum, or maybe average, or it depends on the situation, but whatever it is, when we are assessing our goals, our lives, we're, we're understanding the lens that we look through based on things about us that have always been there and do not change, we understand ourselves a little bit more. And it makes more sense why we walk in a room and the first thing we do is smile. Or when we see someone and we, ch- we have this inclination that we want to be someone we're not so we can impress them. We understand our why. And we're able to get that shit out of the way. And so my tool of the trade, my trick essentially is I don't really help people reach their goals. I tell them, I help them see what's in front of their faces and what's stopping them. And those goals sort themselves out. Yeah. That's essentially oh. what happens. That is so cool. Oh. And I think that's, that's everybody, you know, and I'm just going to talk here as a mom. I think that's the hugest the biggest thing for our personalities is we're one person and then we have children and then there's this whole shift and we're all kind of in limbo because we're just not really too sure who we are anymore because I can be fun me, but then i got to go home and I've got to like parents and people. Yeah. We're like, I think my question too then is I don't, I think the human condition doesn't allow for us to know who we are much before parenthood happens either. Like Mm. if I was to, have children 
four or five years ago, um, I like I look back and I'm like, I'm really glad that that did not happen for me because I didn't know who I was. And I would have very much been warped and swept up into trying to figure out who I am as a mom when I don't know who who you are as a mother is who you are as a person on fire. That's basically what it is. And if you don't know who you are as a person, your core values, your core motivations, the things that like just do not sit well with you, your method of operation as a person. um, And if you can't make peace with that or identify that, motherhood throws a wrench into a system that like, it's like, imagine you're putting something together from Ikea and it already comes with, with a million pieces, but you have no directions. And then someone comes and adds like three more pieces of wood and 45,000 more bolts and you have to figure it out. It's just, it's not helpful. It's not helpful at all. So like people, you know, they're like, I I meet with a lot of people and I'm not saying that incredibly self-assured, confident people don't, you know, don't get derailed by motherhood. That's just not the case. But I meet with a lot of moms who, were like, I thought mothering would help me figure out my identity, but I've lost it even more. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. That is interesting. It is a big one. Yeah. Well, like I know even after I became a mom, I was like, oh, what clothes do I wear? Like it was just what's all my style. What's my style? How and I, I actually even me? had went through that um, quite a bit when I got married, when I, when I changed my name, I was like, oh, like who, who is she? Like who, who is that girl? Mm-hmm. And, and, and I suppose it's also creating who I want to be too, you know, at the same time, it's like, okay, cool. Well, you know, what's something that I like and what's something that I want to enjoy and how can I bring her to the surface? Mm. Wow. That's very interesting. Mm. Can you, I'm not trying to interview you back, but can you, can you tell me about that? Like what ultimately happened when you started that journey? Yeah. So, um, so pretty much like Fiona and I, we came from a household that was quite intense. Um, and we, um, you know, like the mental side of it wasn't, um, wasn't, always really good and it was something that we were quite used to it but that was our life and so you know coming into me becoming Courtney Passfield I was it was very much like oh this is what I I know what I don't want and I know the path that I didn't want to follow but then it was like okay how do I find this journey of who I want to be and so mm-hmm. it was very much a like and Jake grew up in a completely different household yeah so he taught you things like I don't yell at the ones that I love yeah yeah like you know one t- you know look, for example we were trying to have a fight one day well I was trying to have a fight with him I mean was I on my period <laughs> was I a little on the touchy side yeah I was but I was trying that's to not fight. relevant yeah <laughs> <laughs> I was literally trying to fight him and he was just like just not getting mad and I'm like pushing and pushing. Anyway, I end up like going for a walk or something like that because I'm like I'm going to kill this guy if he doesn't fight me back in a second. And then later on I was like, okay, so I am very big on like if you fuck up, you're also good on saying sorry. You know what I mean? Like I do, you know, like mm-hmm. to be able to have that time, sit within myself and go, okay, cool, what part did you play in this? So I did that. And I came back and I was like, okay, cool, but I need to know why you didn't fight me back. And he's like, you don't, you don't, you don't yell at the ones you love. And I was like, ooh, I feel like a dick. Um, perfect. I feel about this Oof. big. And honestly, it was one of the best things for me. And I think that's why he is my soulmate because, you know, we do, we have learned so much from each other. But it is one of those things. I, I was, after I got married, I wanted to be so far from the Courtney that I was that I completely switched around. And it's only now probably, and, you know, I have had kids from that too, but it's only 
in the last probably 12 months that I've gone, oh, okay, I'm allowed to take some of that old Courtney that I loved and that doesn't mean I'm going to be fully old Courtney. You know, like it doesn't mean that all those mindset and all those values that I thought were really big on me, that doesn't mean that they have to come with me. I get to choose who I want to be and I love this about Courtney Passfield and I loved that about Courtney Spawn and I'm going to bring those together. I love that. Yeah. I think it's it's really incredible – to know that you have the choice. And I think part of like, part of what I hear is, is something that I'm currently experiencing now where my journey is taking me into a place where I am learning to actively forgive myself for, you know, like I I don't regret anything from my past. It brought me here and it was meant to be. And so like all that kismet surface level manifestation stuff, like fine, whatever. But the truth of the matter is there's a lot of shit that I did when I was trying to look out for myself and protect myself. Oh my God, am I allowed to curse? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're, you're yeah, totally fine. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> but I was, I'm in this journey of like, I have to figure out who I want. Like, you know, I'm transitioning to, I'm going to be a wife yeah. soon. And that is a little show my pants, but I have to figure out like, I, I'm, who am I going to be as a wife? and a partner to this person is going to be an ex- extension of who I am. And for me to actually do that successfully without carrying any of my shit is to go back and look at what I did to try to survive and forgive that person and go, no, no, no. Like this is all you had. This is okay. This brought you here, but like you don't have to hold yourself over to it because you wouldn't do that again if you were in that situation and you can let it go. And that is really incredibly painful and incredibly like, it's like looking in a mirror and going, damn, she's beautiful, but she ugly like she is ugly so it's I just I really enjoyed you sharing that because there are things where I'm sure while I don't know much about your marriage I'm sure that there are places that you do that for him as well where you provide a perspective or maybe a resiliency based on where you've been like that he may not have or you know I'm speculating of course but we we all do that for each other with our partners yeah yeah definitely definitely and and I think you're so right is knowing like what you want to bring forward and what you want to be and and it is this element of okay like I'm creating the person I want to be and I'm her already it's not like she's a completely I'm not putting a mask on I'm not faking it I'm not anything else but I'm, I'm looking at this and going okay this is who I want to be and and it did for me which may sound silly, but I love fashion. So it, it did come up in fashion of what I wore because I went through these uh, different looks because I couldn't find what felt right for me. And and it's even down to like your body shape and things like that, right? And I know that's such a uh, materialistic thing thing but it is also a thing too right and so it's not you you kind of it's it's learning who you are and what feels comfortable and I think you know when you do work you kind of have a uniform and you know you go out Mm -hmm. for dinner and you have certain outfits but it's like okay who am I when I'm just at home and just in in me Mm -hmm. who am I when that is the person what if you were you in all of those places and they all look the same like what if it wasn't materialistic to care about what, who you were, what you were wearing or your body shape or your body style style or whatever, whether you're at home or at work or at the shops or whatever. I mean, like the, who are we to debate the fabric of what makes Courtney human? Yeah. Oh, I like yeah. that. You know, and like, see, that's what I love about like, 
and it's yeah. it's it's different people bring out different things in you you know like something which is again probably such a simple thing you know like I've always really loved the color pink but I thought oh maybe that's a little bit too soft and girly like I've had to be hardcore I've had to you know I've had to achieve my goals I've had to be this person so you know the the fact of wearing pink is that a little bit too soft and girly whereas now my cupboard's full of pink and there's really not a day that go by that I don't wear something that's pink I've got pink jocks on, just in case you were wondering. Uh, <laughs> Your glasses too. I mean, they're super exactly. Cute. Oh, but I, I, say, that yeah, makes I've sense. Got no pink on, but. <laughs> but it is one of those <laughs> things that, like, that's what makes me feel me, and that's what makes me feel good. And so that's just a color that, when I put that on, I feel feminine and I feel amazing. But I can still be the badass bitch that goes, you know what? I do need to achieve my goals. Mm-hmm. This does need to happen. But I'm still me, and I'm still feminine, and I'm I'm being who I want to be. If Elwoods can do it, you can do it. Exactly. That's exactly right. My, oh my God. Not like it's hard. <laughs> my sister is, she's very like, she's, she knows exactly what she wants. She's very into fashion. She's got great taste. She's got great style. She's, a, she's an achiever through and through. And one of the things that like, I, and I remember some like, like thinking to myself, if someone didn't know this person or have the respect for personalities or bends like I do, I don't know that they'd react the same, but I remember we, we went to Turkey a few months ago to get my sister's wedding dress. And so she got it custom made. Um, and it was, it's absolutely stunning. And we were going shopping we were looking for shoes and things like that. And she looked at me and she was like, you know, like I'm getting these things custom made and like, I'm very grateful, but she's like, I just want something to be designer. And I want that to be part of my look. So I'm going to get the shoes in the States and I'm going to, um, you know, get these designer shoes. And she showed me the shoes that she wanted to get. And I think that anybody looking at that could be like, are you joking? Like you're in Turkey. This like, you're going to pay 17 times more per the doll, like per dollar to, and at the, but at the end of the day, I was like, well, this is the fabric of what makes her my sister. Mm-hmm. And this is who she is. And this is the th- like, that's not up for debate. I might have a different opinion, but it's not up for debate. It's not. And I think that a lot of times the things that have hurt us and hurt maybe the fabric of what makes us who we are, or going back to like boundaries, like taking away our no or whatever is someone who confused an opinion for something that is up for debate. And Mm. I just don't play that game anymore. I don't bite into that. I appreciate your opinion. I'm not prepared to change my mind on this. Oh, I love this. It's not up for debate, bitch. Yes. (laughs) I love that you have such an appreciation and obviously you work in this area, but you have such an appreciation for different personalities because I think that's where so much of our communication is lost because like you say, people pass a judgment without even mm-hmm. understanding the personality. Yeah. Or their core needs or yeah. their core values or like, I mean, how much before you judge someone, like how much are you really sitting across the table from them going like, why would you want them to be designer? Well, I've always imagined it that way. Is it really important that, yeah, I want to be seen at, I'm, not, I'm, making, I'm putting words in my sister's mouth, of course, but oh, I, I want to be seen as someone who really put, time and effort into a timeless look. Okay. Makes sense. Why is that important to you? I kind of want to be remembered for that. Is it important to be remembered? Yeah, it really is. And then you start to see like, it's much deeper than getting Manolo Blahniks and walking down the aisle. It's way more important to feel like you left some kind of fingerprint. So one comment about somebody that you could easily judge them for like designer shoes, you kidding me? Like, you have no idea what this person is really trying to do or where things are trying to come from. And when I sit across the table and I ask people questions that they think are so irrelevant and they finally come to a head, they're like, oh, oh, like I'm never, I, I try so hard to not tear down these little things. I just ask questions. Like there's no harm in harmless questions. Yes. 
There's no harm in harmless questions. That's beautiful. That as well. so God, true. you're ripping out the quotes for this. I'm not going to lie. You're I'm loving them. <laughs> exactly. Wow. Exactly. I'm living for your quotes. So, so I mean, I, I, I kind of want to like sit down with you and talk about how you do and what you do. And if somebody goes, okay, cool, like I, I'm, I mean, just I'm just digging Jackie. She sounds freaking amazing. How do I talk to her? Like, what, what happens? Like, what do you? How do you do? find out your personality? Exactly. What do you do? Like, how does this work? Yeah. So essentially, what I do is it depends on kind of how people want to meet or whatever. But let's just say I'm meeting with someone indefinitely to get some things done, and we're both going to decide when this person is is finished working together mm-hmm. w- with me. So we meet, and the first thing that we do is I ask a few questions that put them into what we call like a center of intelligence. And so I'm like, all right, does this person operate and see the world through their is their mind their brain? Is their gut their brain? Or is their heart their brain? Essentially, right? Where's where's the center of operation? What center of your body is receiving the information and outputting the information to others? Which center of your body is taking the lead on reacting? Uh, and that has a lot to do with the neurolinguistics as well. And then when I do that, I'm able to say, okay, there are three personality types that go within the heart center three within the gut, three within the mind, and I narrow it down by the core values. Then we go over those core values. We see if that feels good. We see if it hurts your feelings, which means it's probably you. And then I'll go through, I'll take the time to go through the type from A to Z and kind of comb comb all the nits out. And we sit and we talk about it. We talk about the parts that affect that person. Now, before working together, they've already given me a list of goals and we reevaluate what those goals are based on what we just learned about ourselves for perhaps the first time in like in some clients, like 50 years. Um, So it's, it's very interesting. Like to give you an example, my first client ever said, I don't really need much life coaching. Um, I just, I have no friends and I, I need to learn how to make friends. I was like, all right, that's fair. Why don't we have friends? Oh, I don't have time. Oh, I don't this. Oh, I don't know how to make friends. Um, And then starts telling me all of the things, all the places you could find friends. Talks to me about the library, about Facebook groups, about all these things. And so we go over her personality typing and she turns out to be the personality type that is, uh, she's an Enneagram six, but that is typically the most suspicious type on the Enneagram. So we're like, okay, it's not that we don't know how to make friends. It's that we are highly suspicious of everyone we meet. So we start breaking down those walls and where did this start? And what does this feel like? And when someone responds this way or with inconsistency, why does it sound like danger? And we going on and on and on and on. And suddenly we get to the end of our sessions. We decide that she's really in a good place. And suddenly she has friends around her. And I never talk to her about how to make friends. Wow. No freaking way. This is so cool. What? Wow. Uh, yeah. They like the, I, I don't know if this is like a, a term that people use, but I like, I was described this way and I like it. They, they said, someone said I was an iron fist in a velvet glove. And I was like, I like that. That sounds exactly like what I do. Cause I'm really sweet and approachable on the outside. And I make people cry all the time. And I'm like, I'm not <laughs> trying to, but I also really enjoy it. But yeah. I, and I want to get you. That's how you get the results. Exactly. You need them to be wow. That's cool as. That is so cool. Maybe you do have it. I just, and you know what would be really interesting yeah. too? I'm sure you'd come across people that um, you were just taking the piss out of me. What did you say? I said maybe you do have a personality. <laughs> Under all this clothing. Um, you know, it might, <laughs> uh, it might be one of those things too. Like it would be really interesting on how many times – you come across people that have goals that are like, cool, I have, these are my goals. And you're like, okay, are they your goals or are they society's goals on you? 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, <sighs> my goal is to figure out relationships and why I'm not good at them. Do you just not respond to well to like men's opening lines being, hey, when are you going to come sit on my face? Because I don't respond well to that either. Yeah, so like- if you want to date the way society dates and you think that that's good enough reason, nobody I've ever worked with has had the same goals before and after a typing session, figuring out the type. Yeah. No one's ever. I, I, I think maybe like if I'm asking them for like a list of goals, perhaps some of them or like the patterns are still the same or maybe the why, but like it's so rare that they're, I don't think, I don't think ever has been like the big main goal carries over before and after that session. It just mm-hmm. doesn't. There are bigger fish to fry and that you can feel it. Once, when someone holds up a mirror and then starts windexing it and it gets more and more clear, like you, uh, what's what is that quote like you can choose to look the other way but you can't say you didn't know that feeling when it comes to yourself you don't you can't run from it you yes. can't you can't run from it yes. wow. yeah yeah it so is cool. um someone once told me and i was only younger because you know i'm only young um and it was one of those things that it was like <laughs> the only thing that goes with you is you you know like you could go to all these different places and try all these different things but you're the one person that's still you so you need to work on you for when you're going there yeah you're taking you with you everywhere yeah. you go yeah yeah can't run from that bitch no no nope she's still there she's still no there this is like I'm wow. I am wowed. I know. I'm so is it like one whole session and you've worked out your personality type? Or you've got to like you've 90 got to minutes. Wow. 90 minutes. Uh but we do like so that's like that's the start. And then we go into it further. So like every time that I'm meeting with someone, we're going through a little bit more. So I go through the A to Z and I'm talking about the big, these big pillars and and making sure we identify a hundred because if we don't identify a hundred percent, we want to figure out why. Um, because it could be we didn't answer those questions truthfully. It could be that we are maybe on the unhealthier side and it's really hard to relate, or that we're on the incredibly healthy side. We had an incredible childhood. Um, only little T's, like as far as little traumas. And so we have a hard time identifying with these core needs of the type because we meet our needs because we're healthy people. So like, it kind of just depends. So we want to go through them, but then every time I have a session with them, we're talking a little bit more and we're always roping it back to like, how does it feel right, right in here? Nobody can see it, but I'm pointing to like my gut, you know, Mm -hmm. how does it feel right inside the soul center? Right? Like, how do we feel? How do we feel about it? How does this relate to us? Or are we still being the person we were before we started meeting in this area. So it it's really good to help people figure out how they want to take steps in, in, the, in the right direction based on who they've always been. And part of that is giving them permission to be who they were, even if someone said something bad about it. So, if, you know, like you hear a lot of like, I'm throwing myself a pity party or I'm too emotional or um I'm really selfish or I'm this or I'm that or, or all of these different things that people have said to us. And so we learn that those are just opinions or about, about how who we are affects the other person. So here's my permission to see yourself not as good, not as bad, but as neutral. It is what it is. Like soap is soap. And so you are who you are. It's neutral. And that's where loving yourself actually starts. It's not learning to embrace things and try to convince yourself there are good things when you look in the mirror or great things after a fight with your partner. It's, it's who I am is neutral. It's not up for debate. It's, it, it just is what it is. And that's it. Mm. There's such a calming nature that comes with that too, isn't it? It's like, I'm no better, no worse, no, no here, no hit there. I am just neutral. And this is who I am. 
mm-hmm. and uh- your sister is different and your parents are different and who they are all neutral and it just is it's not good it's not bad oh you're a good person no i did a good thing i'm a per- i'm just a person though mm. oh yeah that's so good i'm always amazed in that well i'm yes i'm always amazed in it but it it just shows up so much that you know we find that we got we get put into this box together, right? Like Courtney and I will get put into a box together because we grew up in the same house. All the things were the same. We are not alike. Well, Mm-mm. no, we are not alike. Mm-mm. We are not alike. And we grow up the same and our personalities are totally different. Mm-hmm. And there's like that's what's beautiful about it is that we are totally different but we mesh together well. Mm, that is beautiful. And that, that's – you, you guys chose that sentimental next to me. Oh, it sounded dust. like I liked you, didn't I? Exactly. Yeah. What are you doing to yourself? I want to <laughs> flick you back to you said about the. I think so. Uh, why this? You, you talked about the little T. So the little traumas or big traumas. So that's obviously something in the way you talk about it. And I think what um, what I really. Um, what, why this came up for me is, you know, I would love to be a person who would speak. I want to public speak. That's what I love doing. Um, and it's something that it scares me the shit out of me, but it's something I want to do. And I think so much within my mind, I get this, oh, but my Trump, my story isn't like badass enough or like I haven't achieved much or like, you know, like who would want to listen to me. But I really loved how it was just like so neutral in the bit where you're like, little T, you know what I mean? Like how you spoke about people because mm-hmm. everybody does have their own shit going on. No, it's, it's, it's true. And first of all, I'd love to hear you public speak. I think uh, if it doesn't scare the shit out of you, it's not worth it. Like going to the kitchen and getting a snack doesn't scare me. So like, it's obviously not going against my internal systems that are trying to keep me safe. And so like, if public speaking scares the shit out of you, you should do it because your internal systems are like, but what if people see me for who I really, for who I really am? Uh, so that's, but yeah, but I think people people get really touchy around trauma. And so that's why I'm very big on using like big T's and little T's because little trauma could be a car accident. Um, a big trauma could be a car accident too. But like, a, or it also could be like every day of my whole life, we've had dinner at 6 p.m., but it's a Friday night. I'm five years old. I'm having dinner at seven with a babysitter and my mom and dad aren't here in the real world. Mom and dad are going on a date night and they got a sitter and it was really, really awesome. But for, for a child who doesn't understand this big concept could be a little T maybe not, but could be, or, you know, these, these tiny changes. So we have to understand that like we're peeling back layers, even if you have never been assaulted, even if you've never been spoken to in a, in a terrible way, or like there are a lot of layers to peel off and a lot of them are really, really, really little. Yeah, you should definitely public speak. You should definitely do it. Just do it. Just yeah, do it. I'm working Suck on it. Up. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> Suck it up. That's just another beautiful quote um, for us to write down. Suck it up from you. Hey? Suck it up. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Jackie, I'm. Yeah. Super I'm writing that curious. right now. Yeah, yeah. Do it. Write it down. Uh, Jackie, yeah. I'm super curious. Do you find in your in your conversations with people, you're like, oh my god, they are such a six. Or do you, are you oh, yeah. analyzing everybody as you find? Have you totally you just analyzed us? No, I haven't actually. And I, and I try not to. So I, I've kind of answered this question in different ways, but I, I started to recently realize like how I actually do it. I do listen intently and respond appropriately based on what I hear. And so like, if I can hear underlying tones of worry or anxiety, I respond a certain way. If I hear 
you know, underlying tones of anger, I might direct the conversation to ask a different type of question. So in that way, like I do, and that's just, I think that's the neurolinguistics, right? Being able to understand a thinking pattern based on the language. Um, There are times where I'm like, it is incredibly evident what your type is. And I try not to go there. I don't think it's fair. I don't think I've ever, I think if someone looked at me, they might think I'm the personality type called the challenger, but I'm not. I'm the personality type called the giver. And they are very, very, very incredibly different. And one is a lot more different because we're all neutral. So <laughs> um, I, I I try not to, but sometimes I ask questions. And, and there are times like I, when I started dating my partner, I was like, oh, he is a hundred percent an Enneagram four. He is, he's really highly in touch with his emotions. He's sensitive. He's all these different things. He ended up being the personality type that is like, has like the biggest depth, like capacity for emotional depth and the most, the biggest fear of being uncomfortable and the biggest fear of dealing with their emotions. But he spent six years straight in therapy working through his shit. So he appeared very differently. So like, I've just found it's just, there's no point in saying like, Oh, you're such a, this, you're such a, that Uh, I I'm not really like, I try not to be in the business of shaming people for who they are or making it feel because people have done that to me. Like that's such a, that's such a, a two thing to do. I'm like, if I smacked y'all in the face, is that be a two thing too? Cause I'm about to do it. Like, so, I try not to hold people accountable for like how they act because like characteristics might point to it. Right. But you like the three of us could walk into a room and do the same thing and joke around and goof off. But like, if we're very, if we're motivated in very different ways, we probably have different personality types. Mm. Yeah. God, yeah. What are all the names of the personality types? Cause I know we were talking in numbers, but then you said the challenger and the gifter. Mm-hmm. And I'm like curious now. Cause I feel like people will be like, Ooh, I'm a totally, you're a challenger, Courtney. Yeah. Oh no, wait. These uh so these the names can be kind of deceiving, but once you understand the types, which like I'd love to like chat with you guys a different time and tell you about the types, but um the type so it's types one through nine. One is called the perfectionist or the reformer. I prefer the reformer, it feels a little bit more accurate. Type two is called the helper or the giver. Uh that's me. I'm I align more with giving than I do helping. Um, type three is called the achiever or the performer. Type four is called the individualist. Type five is called the theorist or the observer. It's kind of in uh, different ways. Type six is called the loyalist or the guardian. Uh, Type seven is called the enthusiast. Type eight is called the challenger. Uh, And type nine is called the peacemaker. Wow. Wow. They are. You've got me because I'm like, uh, when you were saying something, I was like, yeah, I'm a perfectionist. Yeah, and see, and that's where straight away you start <laughs> to put judgment on yourself because yeah, you're like, oh, I don't want to be that one. Oh, I want to be this like, one. So you try to answer questions. You're a perfectionist, probably. but why? You're a perfectionist, but why? That's the question. See, if someone was like, oh, I, I'm totally, I'm like, but why? Exactly. And then I'll ask them, and then oh, because I can't do anything if if it's not 100% done. Well, why? And like, if your answer is not pointing to an inner critic and an inner policing system, I'm probably not convinced that you're an Enneagram one. Yes. And it's funny that you say it, it like that because, you know, I was like, oh, perfectionist. And then you're like, achiever. And that, and so there were so many that I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Maybe I'm that. So I feel I like I align so with all of them, though. I yeah. do. I feel like I align with all of them, which is a, an incredible sign of health. But it's also like just like another reason why we shouldn't go around being like, you're such a this. It's like it's just so it's yeah. so not fair. Like I'm probably 
I probably act like all of the different types at different points in the day, to be honest. Just depends on my mood or if I haven't had coffee. <laughs> True that. And then I turn into number 10, which is a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Full stop. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. <laughs> Do you know oh, what? Oh I think we could do like a whole full episode so just on just on them. Yes. So I'm not I'm not cutting you off, but I'm also cutting you off because we're going to have another <laughs> yes. wicked episode. Exactly. That. <laughs> exactly. Have we got some amazing words of wisdom? Like we do actually. Slash a bitch. Oh. <laughs> I was thinking about it when we were talking about boundaries before, and I almost said it, and I was like, I'm going to wait till the end. Um, One of the things that I've learned in setting up boundaries um, was guilt is a very, very present thing. And I've tried to talk myself and the people around me out of guilt because it shouldn't be there and it really shouldn't, but it is. And so instead of trying to go against these systems that are trying to make sure I'm okay, make sure I'm making the decision, make sure I'm considering others, instead of going against my guilt, I, this is my word of wisdom. If you're trying to set up a boundary, if you're afraid of what's coming next, if you're feeling guilty, guilt is a manageable emotion. That's it. What is not manageable is a lack of mental peace. That is not manageable by any means. But guilt is a manageable emotion. And it's okay if it's there. Oh. Oh, oh I like I'm, I'm that. so glad you saved that for us. That little that was, yeah, that was pretty mint. Good yes, job. yes. Why did you put on your sexy voice? Why'd oh you my god! Because I got all excited. <laughs> now I feel really weird. She's I just done that. Yes, bitch. exactly, exactly. <laughs> oh my god, Jackie, this has been absolutely amazing. Oh, I can only like, say thank you so we're much. We're going to do a million more. Exactly. We have to do another <laughs> one. We are not going to lie. Jackie, thank you so much for just showing up. The socials. Yes. Oh, my God. Oh, I was Who too busy you? not doing it because Call I was too like, busy. Let's like, this. Let's so we it. want to keep her to ourselves. Yeah. That's yeah. it. That's you know, exactly right. Jackie. Jackie, where do we find you? Tell us about all the things. Yeah. So I can, I hang out on Instagram for the most part. It's at table for nine coaching. It's F O R and the digit nine. My website's the same table for nine coaching.com. Uh, and after you've listened to every episode of your daily past, like three or four times, then you can go to uh, Apple podcasts or Spotify and find the first in first out podcast. Yes, Love it. Exactly. Love it. Um, and she's happy for people to stalk her because we stalked her, told her we were stalking her, and she's like, cool, I was just stalking you as well. So yeah. get on that Insta. Stalk me, but don't follow me. Yeah. Or, like you can follow like follow with the button, but not like the button. Really just not in, in real life. Nobody wants that. <laughs> no, let's not do this. Jackie, you are freaking amazing. I have absolutely loved doing this podcast Thank with you. you. Um, me too. This is mint. Exactly. This is mint once again. You've yes, something she's new. She's like, I'm writing that down. <laughs> I am mint. Mint. T-shirt. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Guys, we hope you've enjoyed this episode. And honestly, we've enjoyed it way too much. That if you didn't laugh at us laughing, yeah. <laughs> you need to press stop and start it again yeah. and just, you know. Check yourself before you wreck yourself, really. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank you so much. Wow, wasn't that an epic episode? I love these conversations with they just make my day, my week, my all the things. Yeah, Fiona, you're right. It's one of those things that we always feel that what is said is what is needed to be said. So I hope, I really truly hope that you guys have gotten something as we have out of this episode. And let us know. Get in contact with us. We Please. would love to chat to you. Yes. Shoot us a message on our Insta or our Facebook and 
definitely leave us a review. Definitely. And guys, look, how you share the love is by actually sharing the love. So make sure you share it with your friends. Let people know because that's what keeps us doing what we're doing. Exactly. Thank you so much for listening. Bye-bye.